0: Almost Famous Minute, where we're discussing the 2000 Cameron Crowe film Almost Famous, one minute at a time. I'm Eric Nash from Feels Like Weezer.
1: And I'm Nay from the Off Five podcast about The Office. Hey, glad to have you back. Uh, second week in a row here, Nay. Thank you. I, it was a long trip, and boy are my <laughs> arms. Uh, they Well, they're, you know, I walked, but. <laughs> So this is Minute 38, and it
0: starts with Lester encouraging William after all, and ends with William hugging his mom and her saying, this is a mistake.
1: Oh no. The whole movie is a mistake. Uh, oh no. <laughs> according to her, fictional character. Yeah. <laughs> Based on real in person. person.
0: Um, so then we have the song continuing by the Raspberries, and like I said, it had that has this uh, kind of it's it's mood shift and uh and then there's even the one point here uh just after a couple lines by by lester um him talking with william on the phone where he uh takes the takes the uh the 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 tone arm off you know off and uh the disc off the turntable and puts on uh mr farmer by the seeds i assume it's a whole album's worth and I think that was the lead track. I, I think I saw the album that's from.
1: Terrible beat so, matching. That makes sense. <laughs> bad bad transition between those songs. I could hear it from a mile away. <laughs> <laughs> but you said the other song was playing in the movie, and this one's... Well, the other one was playing on the soundtrack, and this one's playing in the movie. This one's diegetic. Well,
0: no, no, the, they're both diegetic, but just, just the way that it, it, it starts off when when a when a song is playing over uh the end of another scene it gives you the impression that it's not diegetic but then it ends up being diegetic
1: <laughs> oh yeah um, interesting
0: yeah and i feel like there was a movie not too long ago that someone pointed out that uh actually almost does like the reverse somehow i think which is really disconcerting this this way i think it's okay it's not horrible you know of a thing to, to do but uh because you can have voiceover that's that's happening laying o- laying over the end of one scene that's that's really coming from the next um that's something that's happened a little bit here and there and i think maybe, maybe maybe that was one that happened last minute um but definitely it was happening a lot like in uh in my other movies by minutes uh project uh watchman minute that i definitely pointed out just in the very first at the, like towards the end of the first week even I think uh, of uh, of the five episodes for that um, with Rorschach and his journal was definitely a voiceover that would occur
1: uh, in the movie by minute that I did a goofy movie there's a part where it's like power line is playing and then Max but it's just playing in the soundtrack and then Max yeah. voices one of the lines <laughs> like in real life and it's it's super strange because it's like was that playing in his head and if so why did he mouth this words when no one can hear it there's a whole bunch of people there and then he just runs off dancing but that song's not really playing either so like what do they think this crazy kid is doing
0: (laughs) and so that 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 well that gives it a little bit of a musical nature you know where you know in musicals all this you know song and dance and so forth is often done with the idea that, you know, it's not, it didn't really, ha- I mean, you know, if, if this were a real, more of a straight on movie, that that kind of stuff wouldn't be happening. But no, it takes this element of uh, a little bit of a fantasy kind of uh, way of thinking about things and gets uh, people, gets the actors to also sing and dance. Yeah. To, uh, to you know, convey a, a certain part of the story, <laughs> a certain mood and what have you.
1: Well, in that movie, they have everything. They've got musical oh, no. numbers where everyone's singing. They've got they go see music. They have music playing from recordings. Yeah. They have music just in the score, and then they have whatever that scene was oh, yeah. <laughs> as well. So they have every level of reality yeah. with their and music and mi-
0: mixtures too, in a sense. Yeah, wow. Yeah,
1: they have music playing that's like just plays for like a comedy bit, and they have music that's playing from a fictional artist within their world, and <laughs> yeah. very strange. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, we have that a little bit here, too. We certainly have the uh, the music that was created by, um, you know, mainly mainly Nancy Wilson and and Peter Frampton, um, but then even Cameron Crowe certainly took, took a little bit of a part in, I think, in some of the writing of some of the songs uh, by Stillwater, the fictional band.
1: And Nancy Wilson from Heart, yeah. is that right? Oh,
0: yeah, that's right. Yeah, they were married, and they actually aren't anymore. I think I... I may have kind of wondered aloud, I, I, they might be still be married, maybe not, but I, I've yeah. definitely confirmed it in my head that they, they have split up, unfortunately, but hopefully they're on good terms and so forth. Because I, cause I follow both of them on, on Twitter. <laughs> okay.
1: You but, guys should get back together, at yeah. Nancy Wilson, at Cameron Crowe. <laughs> hey, Cam, at Cameron Crowe, leave your current wife. <laughs> 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 uh, same for you, Hart. <laughs> I hurt you both.
0: Um so like I said uh, uh Lester's uh uh kind of finishing this uh back and forth. Uh there's certainly a couple points like like I said like I mentioned last minute where William comes back in with after uh you know there was that word la- their word last minute swell and so this on this minute uh we you know uh have Lester saying don't let those swell merchants rewrite you and William Miller just uh repeats that back swell, swell merchants and says that's good. And and Lester even continues. says, "Yes, Will merchants." And then then he asks, "What are you listening to?" Stillwater. And then <laughs> then then the hang up occurs. And and Lester has to say, "Fucking kids doing
1: drugs." It's in the script. It says, "Fucking kids doing drugs." But when I watched it, I don't yeah. I don't think he How says, you... "Fucking there." Yeah. Mm. I th- I think it's just
0: so low key. He he's just he's he's almost doing a mumble. <laughs> What's this movie rated? Um, Oh, it's it's rated R.
1: Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Good. And
0: I've definitely been tagging something like the uh, the uh, feck you <laughs> scenes earlier.
1: Right. Um, right.
0: Our, our discussions during those minutes, I, I uh, tagged as explicit and so forth. But um, and that's yeah. certainly okay to go go into blue uh, yeah. for the or show you can here.
1: Just, or you can bleep it. Who cares? <laughs> then the kids will have to wonder what word are they saying. Yeah. Right. What was that word they bleeped? Yeah, I when there, he said "Don't let those swill merchants rewrite you," I thought he was talking about Stillwater, but I guess that doesn't really oh. make sense. No, yeah, I'm, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm awfully sure. Yeah, he's still
0: on um, Rolling Stone at that point. I mean, you know, even though right it was the the, the previous line to "Don't let those still, swill merchants rewrite you" uh, did end with uh, Stillwater. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm awfully sure he's really talking about Stone Rolling Stone.
1: But it's interesting. It's like two conflicting pulls because yeah. he thinks that Rolling Stone is going to do something with his writing that's just making it more bland, which I'm sure he's just bitter about because some of his things were edited. But then also Stillwater, like smooth, like you know, being schmoozy and like getting him to uh, love them too much, and that's I mean that comes up multiple times in there. But but that's what Rolling Stone want and what Stillwater want are opposite things as well. I mean. You know, not opposite. He he really he really should uh, want to to show them in the best well not in the best light in the most honest light. Ultimately, they'll appreciate that in their old years. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. mm.
1: But I think this kind of petty infighting that he's he's gonna that he's like referring like you know preluding to is seems like total eagle stuff. You know the the dynamics and stuff like that the the, the only thing that isn't what they probably say you know they probably don't want to see any insecurity or something like that and that's what he's referring to he's like show it warts and all but i'm glad Uh he says do the piece because it's man it's a thousand dollars he's a kid (laughs) never you're never too young to sell out man
0: (laughs) um so like i said uh you know he says kids doing drugs even with with or without the fucking um, uh, but so the thing last minute, I, I, this, that's, that's, this is what I was going towards is, uh, uh, so Lester Banks did die in 1982 of an accidental overdose of, you know, three things. And one is definitely a uh, one that, uh, he, uh, referenced earlier in the, uh, one-on-one in person. Oh, uh, cough syrup. You know, yeah. Cough syrup being NyQuil actually, even, even more specifically, uh, diazepam being, one of the other three, and then the third one is—I'm not even try and say what the what the full name <laughs> that Wikipedia has, but then in parentheses it says opioid analgesic,
1: mm, so. like codeine type stuff. You think
0: very, very like yeah, you know, yeah. At that at that point, yeah, it was probably even on the milder side than than our, you know, the the crazy epidemic that we have today with the heroin, and then the further on. Uh, drugs that are trying to, supposedly trying to take you off it, that are actually do, kind of seemingly doing some worse damage even. Um,
1: yeah, I really feel like the Lester Bangs character is just in this movie as like a fun, like like I said, like foreshadowing because yeah. ultimately he's not he's kind of like the Jiminy Cricket of all those famous, <laughs> but like way more uh into the Guess Who I guess and. <laughs> When he gives him advice, well, he's not going to actually follow any of it. But then later on, it's going to be like, see, it's like it's like uh, Lester Bangs said, because Lester Bangs already went through this, obviously. <laughs> like, And people don't people like to learn their own lessons. They're more salient that way. <laughs> but if someone tells you the lesson before, then when it's happening, you can be like, nah, that's not the same thing. But then halfway through, you could be like, oh, this is kind of the same thing as what they were warning me about, which is basically how like every moment of my life has been. I'm like, nah, no, it's not going to happen to me. Oh, I guess it did kind of. Dang.
0: <laughs> um and then then continuing on with the uh the drug talk the two is is the uh, uh as i mentioned the uh, he puts on this other record uh by the seeds and it's mr farmer and supposedly they were kind of more they, they, it definitely wasn't straight edge but it was <laughs> it was a, a little, ant, little they, they were apparently uh, uh a little anti uh drugs um Yet they did this song called Mr. Farmer and it was, it had this connotation to it of being a marijuana farmer is who they were talking about. And that uh, supposedly is something that the, uh, the, uh, the songwriter of it, um, it looks like a Sky Saxon guy's name of the band kind of, uh, tried, tried to get, uh, the word out that, uh, no, that's not it.
1: (laughs) I just love how they have, you know, in this movie where they're going to be talking all about this band that they have someone early on being like they suck, <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> don't like them, <laughs> don't like Stillwater.
0: I wonder if that kind of played a played a big role in, in having it be a fictional band, so that way, you know, they could have, you know, Lester be the person that uh, is, you know, thinking they aren't aren't really that great of a band.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think he just wanted to tell his own story. So if he can't, like, make up things for it to happen with other bands yeah. and be like, and that happened to the Eagles, <laughs> and they're going to be like, hey, no, it didn't. <laughs> uh-huh. It's like, no, that was, sure, that was Allman Brothers, but still. Yeah, but
0: but so that, that then, that, that, what you're saying, though, makes me think about the probably the more truer reason, though, <laughs> which is I think that Cameron Crowe just kind of wanted to take the culmination of his earliest, you know, uh, uh, bands that he toured with and wrote about a bit too. um hung out with uh fairly heavily at least as well whether it was on tour or not. um and combined, you know, certainly I, I think I feel like, you know, um you know, he, he he I think he I think another band that's high up there that I kind of learned recently because I went and saw the uh, David Crosby uh documentary um uh, subtitled oh, I remember yeah. my name um and produced oh, so. by Cameron Crowe. Um, I thought it was going to be directed by him, but another person directed, but um, uh, that was fine. He, he, he was the one doing the interviewing <laughs> throughout with, at least, you know, with, with David Crosby really being the man, the main person. But there was even one particular thing that you know, David Crosby said that is very reminiscent of something that Russell says here in just a, a few more minutes, really, I think, um, you know, where he's kind of David Crosby uh, later in his life, um, later in his life, uh, is saying that he he kind of felt there in the earlier seventies about Crosby Stills, Nash, and Nash and, and Young sometimes. Um of course, uh that, that he was kind of um not that he was not, not quite the same way that Russell puts it, but that he's a little bit more beyond uh the rest of the rest of the guys in that group.
1: Hmm.
0: But the big thing is, is that uh, th- that subtitle of that doc is coming from like his first, or at least at least probably one of his biggest uh, solo records that he ever really put out. I guess that's um, that's probably one of the best known of his solo, um, and that's even only, it's only even just part of the name of that album is Remember My Name. It's something something Remember My Name. Can't quite recall. But you know, I, I was looking at some Amazon reviews of it, and I so I haven't heard it yet, but. There's definitely some uh, almost. It almost sounds like some maybe like some Revolution Nine type, you know, music, concrete, you know, kind of similar things, but a little on the folkier side though too. I think, but uh, yeah. So I've stayed away from it. I haven't gone out and if I if I see a good at a good price though, so. or search for it on Spotify, possibly.
1: Yeah. yeah, I used to. Sp- Spend so much money on CDs, and now for the price yeah. of a CD a month, I have every song ever recorded, <laughs> including every new song. It's crazy. Yeah. But see,
0: like I said last minute, I'm, I'm big into actually making sure I own things and I'll, I'll, I'll still buy things and own things, that's for sure. Um, uh, visually and physical copy sometimes. <laughs> But I think we're I think we're coming to the point um, where because because if you don't have if you have anything else for the until we get to the Elaine Miller saying, no, 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 no. Are, are you are you there uh, yet? Are you done up to that point?
1: I'm there. Uh,
0: uh, you know, hey, Detroit sucks. Notes. Let's
1: move on. Yeah. All right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so this is where so this isn't a, one of the what I've been doing throughout so far is the differences between the theatrical to the uh untitled director's cut this is not that but it is a specially deleted scene that is in neither of those cuts and it's nearly 12 minutes long and it's that's mostly it's mostly because it's it was meant to be played uh stairway to heaven was meant to be played and not there's no cutting or anything or any difference like that. And in a very similar nature to what happens uh, earlier on with, with uh, William's sister, Anita, that she sits down, her mother, and William happens to be there. And, he's, and she says, this is why I'm leaving, you know, and she ends up playing America. And we don't hear all of that. But in this deleted scene, it was meant to hear everyone to, for everyone to hear Stairway to Heaven. But Led Zeppelin, for their four or five other songs that they went ahead and gave the rights, you know, said, said, you know, gave the, gave their not the rights, the permission to uh, use in this movie. Um, Stairway was one that they wouldn't. So therefore, that meant this scene got cut because there's no other band, uh, no, other, no other song that, uh, that Cameron Crow wanted for this scene it had to be stairway so if it couldn't be stairway then it wouldn't be um so the, the scene is on the blu-ray just just separate from the uh, untitled um that's for sure but but even in that instance the song isn't still isn't in that scene so you can go to youtube and i'll certainly be giving out that youtube link um at some point uh it, it, probably probably at the time i release this as this comes out um but but I'm actually glad this has happened because I'm not a big fan of this scene. Even though I like the I like the idea, but uh, the the thing is is that not only is his mother there and he's trying to convince her, as we see in the in the in the moments after this, it go, very much goes into the very ne- very next thing we see that was in the theatrical and certainly in the in the uh, uh, untitled uh, director's cut. Or Lane Miller saying no 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 and it, it's and, you know it's 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 William wearing the same colored shirt and it's it's sitting in the same chair um throughout this twelve minutes or yeah. nearly twelve minutes.
1: Is it like a montage of him convincing her in different locales? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like they're at the grocery store and he's like making his point, like got his notepad out and it's like, <laughs> not really that bad. Plus no drugs. <laughs> yeah. Stillwater, Christian but, boys. But... They'll be will be really nice to me. Well, I
0: don't know. I don't know if she'd be crazy about that. But even though she <laughs> does have her Merry Christmas, Merry Xmas, <laughs> to Merry Christmas, that's just, but that's just her anal side coming out, teacher side coming out. <laughs> um, but so besides her, is there is one of his teachers, and who's played by Cameron's mother, <laughs> um, and uh, his sister's boyfriend, who you know we last saw um, in the theatrical cut, leaving with. With uh, Anita, but in the, the, there was the scene that I mentioned uh, a couple weeks ago or so I think, um, or maybe not even that long, um, just a couple minutes ago even I, I think it was, um, where Daryl it's Daryl is his name uh, he comes in through the window, um, so it's after that you know it's it's, it's that uh, William and Daryl have kind of reconnected not that they were ever connected really before that I don't think, um, so so there so there's other these other people in the room. When, uh, William is trying to convince, uh, his mother that, uh, she should let him, uh, go on tour with his band. And, uh, the, the thing that I dislike the most is like the air drumming that Daryl does. And, and, and some of the looks on the faces by the other, by the other people, you know, is, is just, uh, you know, different, different, uh, of the people that are in this scene. Uh, Hmm. whether it is, you know, uh. William himself even. Yeah, I'm just not crazy about uh, how they look and their they're kind of uh, acting isn't quite up to up to the snuff of the rest of the movie for some crazy reason.
1: Yeah. Well, I like the way that it happens in the theatrical cut because then it goes you hear no 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 and you're thinking, "Oh, yeah. she's going to say no," but she ends it with no 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 more than 4 days right. and I want you. yeah. She has all her stipulations. You're like, "What a cool mom."
0: well and that's that's a whole nother crazy thing is is that uh you know because as far as i know i'm gonna hazard the guess that william didn't tell her that he went to the up up to la (laughs) with penny i mean because that was done on the sly without without him telling her that that he was doing that Mm. um and i'm gonna stick with the idea that that he continued that uh a little bit of deceitfulness, but you know, for, for something like this, he definitely has to tell her. And apparently, he he, you know, brought it to her and and took it took it to uh, the group of the group of people with with the others on the others on his side. But just how goofy they get in listening to stairway is uh, a bit too much for me. But yeah, yeah, and, and, but you know, and, that, and that's certainly a uh, the the no 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 more than four days is is a surprise to William even I think there's a good uh a sign on his face that uh he was he was looking uh kind of rather disappointed <laughs> at the start of that no- start of those nose
1: yeah and in real life mom being cool is what led to the son's complete career up until yeah, I don't right. know Aloha or Elizabeth <laughs> Town or yeah something. <laughs> In which oh, case?
0: Oh, we have another Elizabeth Town viewer. <laughs> when, when I mentioned that on previous weeks, uh, at least the one or two people that were on uh, as guests, uh, then uh, they they were not even aware of that movie being in existence. Well, I but, just uh, but I, I never actually saw it. Yeah, I just I watched it once in, prior, in the lead up to this. I realized oh, okay. It's on we bought a zoo.
1: I, I just like when those were coming out, I was like, Oh, this movie is going to be huge because of almost famous. <laughs> and then, and then I just, I just read a lot of reviews of things like that. I mm-hmm. don't even necessarily, I mean, once I read a couple, necess- I'm not necessarily planning on seeing it anymore, but sometimes the reviews are really entertaining <laughs> for mm-hmm. certain kinds of movies. And I think that was one of them. Cause I, for some reason, mm-hmm. well, <laughs> that's why I am with it.
0: Aloha. You know, I haven't, I haven't seen that one yet. So
1: yeah. Um, well, we believe in you, Cameron. You get back on the <laughs> horse. Almost famous too. It's coming. <laughs> Jerry Maguire, even more so. Sh- show me the money. A Jerry Maguire sequel. <laughs> Faster times at Richmond College this time.
0: <laughs> um. So yeah. So she has given her permission. So then we get. Uh... Just a, again, a little bit of why I think is di- ends up being Dijack music next minute. Um, uh, "One Way Out" by the Allman Brothers Band.
1: I'm um, not sure because they're also playing guitar in the next scene. Yeah, I don't know if they would be playing it if this I song think, was playing so loud.
0: Yeah, in a sense, I, I kind of, I kind of agree with you. Yeah, the loudness would be an issue, but, but I, th- I think they're they're on the more pro side of things than, than I am. I, I played guitar a little. I think, I think I saw you playing guitar a little bit in a video recently. Yeah, I, I did right? play guitar. Yeah. And
1: Sweet. this one way out song, I put Allman Brothers at the top yeah. of my, my uh, pile right. there. And this is probably one of the reasons I love, I love this song. Huh? Statesboro blues. I, I love some of those really uh, dirty jammy songs.
0: Uh-huh. Um, now, one thing I just I just found out today, and a little bit of research for the, doing this, uh, is that the the riff from this song, and it also you know comes from a much older you know as you say you know blues uh, song. Um, but the riff was used is used in a unreleased track by the Beatles, oh. where where they where they jammed to it and 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 kind of put on you know come up with. And it sure sounds like I'm awfully sure it's Paul. And it's kind of similar to, if you've heard from the anthology, the the, uh, the shortened version of the, I think, what, like 25 to 30 minute maybe uh, take they did, like a very much slower, dirtier uh, version of Helter Skelter. Mm. Uh, kind of similar to that, where where it's just kind of they're just jamming and he's just trying to work out some lyrics that he could do to a, a riff like this, and I would I would bet he kind of had in mind. Okay, well, if if I can come up with some lyrics that maybe I'll change this riff around enough to 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 make it my own, um, more his own. Um, but and, and so that song, if anyone is certainly out there on YouTube, I'll, I'll post that link too if if uh, anyone wants. That's for sure. It's, it's a, so 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 the song is called "My Imagination," and that's that makes up most of the lyrics that you hear. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And this one way out is also the name of that killer almond brothers uh biography that I was talking okay. about okay. that I listened to on audiobook. If you don't know, you can rent audiobooks from your library most likely <laughs> you get on the hoopla or uh libby yep. or something like that, and it's it's pretty nice. I'm pretty sure that's how I listen to that one
0: and and uh so one way out, just just a little more uh, background uh about that is that uh it's 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 actually not that much older than than, than, than you might think it's from the early mid-60s by uh sonny boy williamson the second and elmore james hmm. co-written co-written song there um and elmore james is actually someone that uh I'm, I'm pretty sure it was on a it wasn't on like an anthology or anything it was on a on like the, the let it be, which is almost anthology ish anyway. <laughs> True. Fairly out, fairly outtake ish with a couple of smaller, so- shorter songs than that. Uh, um, but it, I, I'm pretty sure it's in, uh, I think it's, I think it's George Harrison's for you blue where he, where someone, one of the guys in the band calls out uh, Elmore James.
1: Nice.
0: So it definitely was, he he, he definitely uh, between the two, Sonny boy and Elmore. Was being uh, bandied about.
1: I'm going to make up some trivia. <laughs> the, the this is the the live version from Live at Fillmore East. I don't know if that's true, but it sounds just like the live version from uh, Live at Fillmore East. So, <laughs> okay. I'm going to say yeah. that. And well, if not, um, please write in to Eric and correct Definitely. me. <laughs> and say hi as well to Eric. <laughs> Congratulate him on being on the network.
0: Oh uh, yeah, thank you.
1: Yeah, you're almost famous.
0: That is. That is the Pantheon Podcast Network for a whole bunch of different uh, rock-related podcasts. Not just not just movies, not not just rock movies, but a bunch of other subjects.
1: We were talking off mic about some of the cameos that are in this one and how those people aren't really cameos because they're not. Uh, you know, like but they're not also they're not actors. <laughs> so but uh I think maybe the theme was he was picking a whole bunch of people that were almost famous. Like like this comedian, uh this guy who's editor of magazine. You don't usually see him or anything, but you know, they're all almost famous, just like uh I guess the a- almost famous is the name of the tour because they show the front of the bus but uh, of Stillwater. But you know, right. it could also apply to someone like a like a rock journalist who's not like like chuck klosterman like he's almost famous i would say
0: um so i think that's the end of my notes um do you have anything else you'd like to
1: hey I, I do not this minute I, oh this is a big mistake yeah <laughs> Oh, so
0: uh so uh Nathan why don't you if if you would uh, just go into even greater detail uh what what are what are the other besides the Off 5 what what uh, what are the other uh, podcasts you've been involved in or other projects in general even
1: Oh okay well yeah the the Off 5 is the podcast about the office but um I also do one about a goofy movie called the goofy yeah. movie minute although I think I did two episodes this year uh calvin and hobbs cast about each trip of calvin and Hobbes is e- even bleaker yeah. on the ma- whether or not i'm making new episodes front because i think i only did well, probably one or two episodes this year as well but you know if you uh email me at uh, uh let's let's say a goofy movie minute because that's the easiest one a goofy movie minute at gmail.com and uh tell me to keep making episodes of one of those podcasts then i think i'll do it but i've also been guesting on some other podcasts i can't point you in all their directions but i was on that watchman minute so yeah check that out i don't remember what minutes but you know a a good one it was it had a night owl in it (laughs) they were arguing or something it's a great one you'll you'll love it oh daniel (laughs) yeah right it's like a sitcom starring the members of Watchmen, all forced to live in one house together for a few minutes. The real world.
0: That's great. Yeah, And I, like I said last uh, last minute, I'm, I'm a big fan of The Off Five and, and a goofy movie. I haven't even seen that. So I haven't, you haven't, I haven't seen the movie?
1: Really, really. No. <laughs> oh, man. it's uh, you, I, well, I, I, were, I like it know, quite a bit. Old,
0: my <laughs> old co-host, Travis, for Watchmen Minute, when you were on, you mentioned that, and he, he got all excited, and I'm like, okay
1: <laughs> <laughs> an underrated classic but but,
0: but i have I, I certainly have enjoyed uh Calvin and Hobbes over the years and uh I should uh I, i've I've actually looked for my number one comic strip uh to see if there's any podcasts about him I can't really find any about the, the far side.
1: Well, originally i was gonna do uh it was just gonna be called garfield at large and it was just gonna be about garfield but i actually don't really want to do that and i like i should do it about something i actually love like calvin Hobbes. not not something that would be like ironically funny although calvin hobbs guest is also quite ironic because it's a podcast about a uh, comic strip that has no audio or anything else yeah.
0: are you aware of any other podcasts about a single
1: comic strip uh, no and but if run. if no. any start up I'll beat them up yeah that's my that's my <laughs> promise <laughs> it's not a threat it's an invitation to, for me to beat you up <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay well I think that that's gonna do it for this minute uh, number 38 um, and uh, we should have uh, Nathan back for the next minute uh, next week uh, minute 39. Um, and so, like I said earlier, I, I certainly have the pon- uh, Pantheon Podcast Network that I'm on. Um, also, as you mentioned earlier, you know, hey, you could people could email me. I don't know that I've really given that information out too much so far, but I probably should, and maybe could get a little bit of uh, uh, correspondence and so forth going back and forth uh, via uh, email in and and me talking out, maybe as replies. Um, Uh, So the email for the show is almostfamousminute at gmail.com. And, of course, we're also on uh, Twitter and Instagram, both at uh, almostfamousmen. So hope you all join us in those places. Um, We'll do some other little uh, plugs here and there um, later on, I think, next minute probably. Um, But, uh, Nathan, if you can make it back then, I hope.
1: Sure thing. Yeah. yeah. Write write in and tell Eric about what it was like when you snuck out as a kid and, and uh covered a rock band for 000, a thousand dollars, a four day trip and uh and kickstarted your whole career. <laughs> tell him about that. Kickstarting in the old fashioned way. Yeah <laughs> just just doing it on your own. But thanks for having me.
0: Oh yeah, thank you. Thank you. Uh so like I said, this is Mint thirty eight. We'll see you next time, Mint thirty nine. Till then. It's all happening. It's all happening.
2: I am a golden god, yeah! Yeah! Yes, yeah! Yeah! and I was born in the back seat of a
1: greyhound bus rolling down highway forty one. You know, the Queen of Hearts is always your best bit. No stairway denied.